Welcome to the Too Much Content Podcast. I'm your host, George Brown, and I'm joined by my best friends, Stuart and Chris. With so many streaming channels out there today, it's hard to know what to spend your time watching or catching up on those incredible shows your friends and colleagues are talking about, and even if it's worth going to the cinema anymore. So we do it for you. Every episode, we come together to discuss the latest premieres in film and TV, to give you the lowdown on the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Without contradicting ourselves, you can listen to us anywhere on the go so we can help you find what's best to watch. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. Well, this is our first episode on Too Much Content Podcast. Very, very big smiles. We're very excited. Yes. It's been a lot of technical difficulties, <laughs> but we've managed to get there in the end. Um, sort of. Well, we hope this sounds all right. Um, yeah, so what we've got going on here is a very home setup. We've got three microphones on the go. And, two uh, plus one, I'd say. Two and a half. Two plus one. <laughs> two point five. Yeah. Which one is... Two and an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm one is saying. plus one? <laughs> well, I'm not to say. I'm not to it out. We should probably introduce ourselves as well. Just yes. if you want to start. I think we need to do it. I mean, in no particular order, I'm Stuart. Yes, I'm Chris. Hello. And I'm George. Mm. Very interesting. Yes. I should crack into it. So, yeah, we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yesterday. We all had very differing opinions on this, didn't we? Yeah, I guess so. I Chris, mean, you really the, didn't like it, did you? That's the I, I really didn't like it. I just... It's hard. Do you judge the film just by um, itself or the whole Marvel, how Marvel's going at the moment? Well... That's the issue. Yeah. I mm. feel... A lot of people at this moment in time again marble fatigue. And I think it's very apparent. And I I, I am a big marble fan, but I do feel mm. I am getting this as well. And the last last year definitely I felt that the quality of films that were being produced weren't as great as what it has been. But when you hit a higher such as Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, it's it's hard to kind of keep up that momentum, I guess. And they've got a kind of Start again, haven't they? They've got to go back to the beginning and start building up again. Yeah, but I also think just one good film and we'll all forget the, the bad thing. True. Really. true, 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 true. The next film of Guardians is good. Even though that's their last one. If well, that's good, yeah. I feel like we'll, we'll really forget about the bad ones and think, well, oh, Marvel's back to what it was. I don't know, they just delayed Marvels, haven't they? Yeah, it's back in November. November. Yeah, when was it originally coming out? Issues, October. Yeah. Uh, I think that's no Guardians is the summer. I think the summer July August time. Are you sure? It makes really? sense that they'd have something in the summer because it's in, in May. Summer. Guardians is May, isn't it? Guardians is May. Is it May? Yeah, yeah May. Yeah. May. First week of May. Uh, yeah, it must be the summer. Much commercial sense, don't it? Put it in the summer. August. Yeah. Anyway, but let's move back to November. But I, I, oh, I say I really enjoyed that man. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think. It is a good adventure film. And I do think they introduce a lot of like characters who are... Uh, I was listening to the Commode mm-hmm. podcast today that you said you listened to, and he said that they introduced a lot of characters that are paper thin. And I do think they do do that, but that's to push the story along. Like They're not going to delve into like the leader. Obviously, we're not going to do spoilers but at this point in time, but the, the, the leader of like the group who they find... Mm. You don't really need to go into her backstory, do you? And figure well, she out was who she quite, is. quite a powerful cat, though. Yeah, I, I liked her, uh, but I don't think you need to go into her backstory of like, oh, she was there, King, 
killed a family or whatever, and mm. and that's why she's doing it. You you kind of get the gist of yeah, she's a revolutionary. He's obviously conquered their world and yeah. you know made it crap, and then she's trying to fight back. So you know you focus on the main characters that you need to focus on, and man, his daughter, you know, hope, and I, I think I think they were done well and written well. I think you just sort of leave the audience to piece it together themselves because I wouldn't say we're all that thick, are we? I don't know. <laughs> some people may need some. <laughs> some people may need some guidance here and there, but I I remember, and, and when we spoke about it after the film, you said, "Oh, you know, they might have to be doing it for some people who haven't seen a Marvel film, mm. and they're trying to appeal to the you know the mass audience, but." Yeah. Who's really going to a Marvel film nowadays and hasn't, you know, yeah, at least watched a part of the rest of the universe or, or has some understanding? Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. In a way, that would make Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania even worse. If you've seen another Marvel film, which nine times out of ten are very good, not recently, I think that was... Subpar. Yeah. I think so it could, makes... So before, like, uh, a year or two, you think all Marvel films are really good? Yeah, I think they were all watchable. The problem I have with that when I was Quantumania is it was I ever invested in it. Right. Did it ever grip me? No. Yeah, see, see, see this is going yeah. back to your point, it's surfing around, very well put, boys. Um, is that like <laughs> your sort of idea of Marvel is, is very fatigued and it's becoming boring, isn't it? I, 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 I totally sort of agree. And it needs to just flatline and reset but and I think focus focus on individuals and then reboot to this sort of Avengers sort of situation where they need to save the day and they don't need to include all these other characters to sort of appeal to all these I don't know superheroes or whatever to get all the oh this is this is what we need to appeal to you but just keep it simple I like it yeah. I think it's because it's becoming we all know now after what happened with Endgame and the whole build up to that, we all know what these Marvel films are going to be. We know they're going to be, you're going to have, what, eight to ten films leading up to one big event, mm. like with Endgame. And when Endgame's been so action-packed, a lot of, yeah. lot of deaths, that's not spoiler there, you should have watched it, but a lot of deaths, <laughs> a lot of things that have changed, whilst that also you feel, when you look at it, when you watch it as a viewer, you go, is anything going to be this good? Which I feel impacts your opinion of the other Marvel films because you're always judging it to Endgame. Yeah, which no, which is I, slightly I like unfair it. because you know, of course, it would be good as Endgame. Not all the characters are in it. You haven't uh. had a build up of exploring all these characters for years and years. And yeah, now we're right in the, the sort of building phase, aren't we? Yeah, and that's what I was saying. So I, I feel think that impacts everyone's opinion of the individual films. Could you could you sort of think about? the way it was back then of the building phase of phase one or whatever like Iron Man yeah, but you could didn't you... know did you that's no, the thing like, could different, you sort but... of do that is it actually possible because you have all that history of of what it became or then game and yeah. can you ever have that situation you'll never or... get that sort of sensation of like enjoying a film there is an origin story. That's why I think uh, Miss Marvel struggled struggled as it did. Oh, as it did. Seen you haven't seen Miss Marvel. You haven't seen Miss Marvel. Can't be on this podcast. Right? No, no but Miss <laughs> Marvel. Okay, so you haven't seen it, but it's an origin story, and it goes into like how she got her powers and where she's been like this whole time. And 
it was it was a good film, and I think if you had done that in phase one or phase two, it would have been an enjoyable film, and people would have liked it. Mm. But because it's so late, and again, and oh, I'm sorry that it's all female characters, but again with Black Widow, mm. they did her like sort of origin story late. Mm. People just aren't interested. I like Black Widow though. Black Widow's a great film. I like it. Was it? But it, it was wasn't a bit as popular. Times, I feel. But the problem with that was that uh, their characters were just built into what you knew when they were born. Exactly. You yeah. knew what the origin yeah. story was. And, and Black Widow wasn't the best character in it. Well, that could be debated. I mean, I'm not going to debate it, to be honest. <laughs> could be debated. Charlotte Pugh. Yeah. Uh, Yelena Belova. Yeah. Uh, yes. You, you Florence Pugh. Pugh. Florence Pugh. You knew what she was going to become. Yeah, and she awesome. was good. And she, and she went on to be great uh, in yeah, Hawkeye. So. the series, so... But, so going back to Amanda Amman, that's why I just think... Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to like kind of obviously explain why maybe not as good as some people were going to say it is. Um, or not say it's any good, but because you're never going to get that sensation again of like before, you know, pre-in-game. Sort of is the other issue the fact that this one didn't tie into anything else? There wasn't any other special character. Like with Doctor Strange, you had America Ferrer in there. America um, Chavez, or this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like an extra little layer no, but I like that with this one I didn't want that it's completely standalone yeah but I think that's what everyone's wanting everyone's wanting like oh you know for another cat to come in or, you know they've all been developed and they want this crossover all the time but no I just want an Ant-Man story and mm. well, I've heard people say that like Ant-Man 1 and 2 wasn't crazy enough like as it is in the comics and you know there's a lot more stuff they could do with the quantum realm and I think they did mm. that they came out swinging and they went super crazy with the quantum mania stuff and although the story isn't like the best story ever written, it was a good story, and it introduced Kang. For me, it introduced Kang. In, oh well, people know Kang's in it. People know Kang's in it. I didn't want to spoil it, but people know Kang is in it, and he is Kang. And it was an incredible introduction to Kang for me. And I almost felt, I know we we all have different opinions on this as well, but you know, he almost did feel like a Thanos level threat. Mm. So it's too Stuart. I think he's even more. Yeah, because of the I whole multiverse because, and yeah, stuff. I think Although, and this is going to come on to the point that I know you're going to talk about, Stuart, is that his power levels and, like, we won't spill the end of the film, but I know you said that you didn't feel as though he went as extreme as he could have done. But mm. then I argue Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet and he could have done so much more with that. Mm-hmm. But how do you represent that film? Like, he could have snapped the Avengers out of existence straight away. Mm. But they can't do that because it's a film and they have to have the story. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, you could maybe write a way around that, but it's not always going to be perfect. And for me, as a villain in this film, he was very menacing, and you know, I I liked him. But you know, you give us your opinion on why you didn't. Yeah, I mean, he was good, right? I I felt I felt he uh, was strong. <laughs> but... <laughs> we need to get you a thesaurus, don't we? <laughs> no, so I mean. Throughout the film, he, he definitely was uh, a threat, right? Yeah. But I felt like his stages of threat was very uh, mild. Like he, he, like he came to a point where he was. I'm like, I'm not gonna uh, name drop specific scenes or specific uh, yeah, don't areas of the film, but there was moments where um, he showed his strength and. He didn't use it throughout the film. Like he, like at one stage he was just ridiculous, and then the next stage he was like quite light. And you want consistency, right? 
throughout the film and understanding that he is the almighty being and he shouldn't be messed with, um, like that shadow figure of Thanos. Um, but if he's this, if he's supposed to be stronger than Thanos, then I didn't see it. Um, but maybe that's just a build-up and he's going to show his sort of first self and then later on um, and, like, getting stronger maybe, but... Well, if anyone knows the comics, they know there's, like, multiple variations of Kang mm-hmm. and we've seen that a bit in the Loki series. And uh, for me, Jonathan Majors, and I know you're saying I'm very biased because I'm a big fan of Jonathan Majors, but he gave an awesome performance and I think, yes, he didn't show maybe his full strength throughout the film, but he had such subtle, like, changes in his acting that, you know, there's a bit where um, Janet Van Dyne, Van Dyne mm-hmm. is, like, got something that we won't spoil, but it's got something that he's trying to get. And he goes from, like, this nice, kind, you know, working together to try and, like, reach his goal that he turns, like, on a swivel. And you can just see the anger and the menace in his face. Mm. And I just think he's so acting, like, it was really great. And the way he showed that, like, behind the mask, like, he is awful and he is, like, a force to be reckoned with. And I think when he, you know, not spoiling the end again, but when he did show that menace in the final act, like, it did come across great. And he did come across, like, as a crazy conqueror. Mm. Also, you say he wasn't menacing enough, which Mm. maybe, but... <clears throat> it's different this time because they've Remember, diluted the story the, so much. Listeners can't see your hand movements. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just stroke the table. They've diluted the story so much because of the Loki series, and now because yeah. you know, back when we had Thanos, we didn't have all these other TV series. And then so that, we already yeah. know a lot about yeah. the character, not necessarily in this incarnation of Kang, but different characters. Exactly. Um, I think that's where I they're do feel go like the one thing I do like about the film is that I do believe that. Kang is going to be a lot more powerful. Even if I didn't know anything about Kang at all, you can see there's a threat there. Yeah. Of course, we all know that the Avengers film in the future is going to be entitled. Yeah, uh, but there's, there's obviously... So, but yeah, I do feel like the other issue with it is that the whole storyline's been sort of gone over and yeah, drawn out because of this series. And then obviously, yeah, they all link all together now. Well, says before they didn't. So, but I think that's the other thing. This is what's different. Thanos was like a behind-the-scenes villain that we got like clips of yes. at the end of every and film, right end, yeah. and we were like, "Oh, the science coming, science coming." Whereas this one, like Kang, we've seen a different version. We've seen like the most relaxed version of Kang in Loki mm-hmm. at the end of time, where he was like probably the nicest version of Kang that we've seen. I actually really can't remember that situation. I know, I know, there's a desk. Um, yeah, he, he remains. Yeah, yeah and, and he meeting. basically stopped the the multiverse war between himself. Mm-hmm. And as uh, so he created the linear timeline so that there was no more versions of himself because he knew that he was evil. Right. And I think because we saw that side of him and we're possibly going to see more of different versions of Kang, you know, at the end of the day, he's now a character that's in the MCU and they're going to have to explore each variation of him and the different sides of him. And that's why I think they got Jonathan Majors because he can do... You know, he's such a versatile actor that he can do all those different types of Kang. Mm. And I think that's why they're going to approach it differently going forward in phase, you know, five, six, seven. They're going to introduce him and, like, explore his character a lot more mm. than they did Thanos. I wonder, I wonder how... You, you know how big of a casting it is. I wonder how long they uh, went through that. And, how long they and, knew it was him. And, and, and how, like, how many different other actors 
could have been him. I mean, obviously, it's going to be released at some point. Like, was it Spider-Man back to like six years or something to get the right really, Spider-Man or something? And, and, to there, was, the, and there was six yeah. months of casting. And they had to go to the West End to find him. Yeah. Find him, but he was, he was in the Oliver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoever's the casting director so. for Marvel is doing a great job. Oh, no, 100%. Custom Holland's Marvel. Jonathan Majors hadn't done much. He'd done, I think he only done that. What was that TV show One series. Um, I Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. And I haven't seen that, so I need to watch that. Because I am a big fan of this. And I would love it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> I'm sure I will. But what did I, what did I see him in before this? I've definitely seen him as something before this, but I cannot remember. I need to go through my IMDb. Yeah. And, well, I definitely uh, saw, I thought he was great in Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah. he was really good in that. How, was he? He's in, he's in the last episode or maybe two episodes. Right. Okay. He was a big part of the last episode for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, okay. And I can't wait for Creed three, which I'm sure we'll review on here. But Creed three is going to be awesome. What I just want to see. Huh? What is that? March. So soon. March. In the next couple of weeks. Couple I think. Of weeks. Oh, yeah. So. Next, gonna, probably next episode it'll you'll be. You'll probably uh... be roping me along right now. Very much number two, yeah, no, we haven't. Yeah. I we can't believe like a watch we'll, 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 watch along, yeah. we'll come around and uh, we'll do like a, a marathon. Yeah. From one Creed to one to two. One to two, and then we'll go see it in the Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and then do our review. And also, going back to, we see an introduction of a character, and I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's heavily CGI character, and I'm not going to spoil who it was, because I don't know if people would have picked this up from the trailer. But I think I know it was quite a heavy CGI it was, character. Yeah, it and I, I don't think it was off-putting, to be honest with you. It could have been awful. But in the end, this character was integral to the end of the film. But he didn't have to be, did he? But the way they wrote it, he was. Of course. They, but what so, I'm saying is, was he needed? And, nah. and his character arc through the film... He was only there for comic effect. Yeah, and, and I... We went and saw it together, and also my girlfriend came, and my girlfriend's quite hard to make laugh, but she laughed at a few of his jokes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I found him quite funny. I know you guys maybe possibly didn't, but I found him quite funny. So for me, it worked. Like his jokes did land, but for some people, yeah. they might not. But for like when you've got that one character, like there was the other character who was the yeah, other character. Comedy. The other character. <laughs> um, we should list. We should the the one who loves holes. Before the uh, podcast. Hey, that's not a spoiler. That's not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's an alien. But when you're relying introduced... on just two characters now and again to drop in the comedy. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a downfall for the film as well. Oh, see the Iron Man films. What? What? Because only two characters were. But when it sort of shoved in your face like that, oh, this character's. Yeah, they were both a comedic effect, and I don't think you needed both of them. Obviously, you've got Paul Rudd, who is a natural comic actor, yeah. and he does some funny bits. Obviously, I don't know. Start, what you're about. I start mean, like, the end of the film with him. Hmm. We both we all didn't like, did we? The whole. Sequence. I like the start, but the 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 end of the film for me, and I won't spoil what happens, but it feels very tacked on. And without giving away spoilers, it felt very tacked on of like trying to make Kane seem like a threat and that he was still a threat in the Marvel. Yeah. And again, universe. if you're writing it, you go, here we go, I need to put this funny bit in again now. Hold on, let me repeat that. I bet at the start, when they were mapping this all out, but like we've got this sequence at the start. This sequence at the yeah, end. Yeah, let's put that at the end, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, so I agree. Put that in <laughs> so, under your sort of guidance of making a film in their well, eyes, you, they were writing out a storyboard and they were, they were suggesting, right, we've got to include 10 
funny bits, and we're going to slot them in each part of the film. <laughs> like, time. It, it comes off like that, which is it does, yeah, which is even which if you didn't plan that. I agree. Come off I agree. Like that, I, I felt it was natural. I didn't think it was forced. I felt. I mean, I don't know if we've gone over this point, but I, I did think it at points it was poorly written uh, the script yeah. mm-hmm. and. Um, well, just, it was it was a hard watch at times, and we felt I mean, we felt like oh it's very generic, baddies taking over, and then the storyline was to save it yeah. and worse than that. Um, I mean, we're gonna say it again and again and again, but it's what makes uh, money essentially, isn't no, it? And typical film writing and and uh, yeah, following the same sort of basic story outline, but yeah. Maybe I'm biased as well because I love Paul Rudd, but he's just a pleasure to watch. And I found, and also at the start, there's a scene where, for anyone who doesn't know, they do go down into the quantum zone where they're falling, and he's like chasing Cassie, playing down into the quantum zone, and that had my heart racing. I was I was worrying right. for them, and that was probably the first time I was right. worried for them. And it was an exhilarating scene for me because, like, as they're being pulled in, there's loads of objects being pulled in with them that are shrinking. And he's kind of like dying for these objects. So I thought it was a really good way of doing it, about how they went down to the quantum I mean, that's reminded me of a criticism I had initially, but I've kind of exactly. gone against here in that it went into things too quickly in 10 minutes. But, but like I've already you said, to... when you've had the backstory yeah, you in know the series and all yeah. that, I suppose... You kind of know who Kang is. You know who yeah. Pan-Man is. You know his daughter's around. And uh, and plus, we haven't really spoke about the introduction of Cassie Lang, his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really sorry, I can't think of the actress who plays her. Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton, who's been in a lot of other good stuff, like Freak. Have you seen that? Is no. it Freak or Freaky? Freak? Yeah, Freaky. Freaky, it's Freaky. And she plays Freak. like, she's nice, Freaky, and it's with Vince Vaughn. And oh. she, she, they swap bodies. It's like yeah, a Freaky Friday. I haven't watched it. I haven't, it's I really good. It. And she's really it. funny in it. And she plays a really good menace in a murderer in it oh, but she's a great actress and I thought her introduction into this film was really good like at the start they show her as being you know very much like Scott Lang you know she goes into prison mm-hmm. and she's very clever and she creates this like you know quantum zone satellite mm-hmm. and I think you know it, very similar to the Black Panther character his sister um, no the one the new one in the film oh Ironheart yes yeah very yeah. similar ways with them how they were brought into the film really because of their background I feel like it I don't think so no no I disagree because the uh, I don't know uh, Ironheart was completely a side character and this this character is like a an introduced from daughter or whatever yeah just, we, we've just, seen her grow think... through the films whereas I think and our, we haven't we're not, we obviously haven't it's our first episode we haven't reviewed Black Panther but I thought her character in Black Panther was very poorly handled. I know. Yeah. So you don't feel like really like that. The, uh, Cassie was sort of added on. No, I thought she was a great character. Part. No, I thought she was an integral part. I, I, I felt it struggling to to accept her. You know, being a part of the film and being a part of the. Do you think they were trying to give her a, like always trying to? Give her a storyline, like throw yeah. a storyline towards her, like to give her some relevance when to me. She has to do this speech to rally everyone. Yeah, the the speech right, didn't land necessarily for me Emo- on an yeah. emotional level. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go specifically into parts, but that whole involvement of you can go of, specifically of, of, into it if you want to. No, <laughs> it, the, the whole involvement of her was very much forced. I felt I, I felt they needed to provide some sort of situation where she's saving the day. 
And I felt like that was just not needed. I felt like if they just focused on Ant-Man doing his bit... Like, honestly, I generally feel like Ant-Man was... Or Borat was forced in areas. And I just really wish he was just his funny self, doing his bits, taking the mick out of the so, situation ahead, and then him proceeding to save the day. That Paul Rudd can't lead a film. That is a very controversial film. He should stick to comedy. Is he is he is he profound as a side character and not a main character? Mm. That's a that's, that's another one. Is he is he more natural just being that side? Do you know side what? Guy? That's a that's a controversial opinion, but I might tend to agree because if you think about Ant Man One, he's not he's the main character obviously, but he's obviously but he's like. He's, he's he's learning from obviously Hank Pym yeah, and Hope. He's sort in of that. a sidekick to Hank and not it's sort of, sort of what is They work as a trio in the family, like to, mm. to kind of learn and, and yeah. teach him how to do it. And then even but in that man, he plays the sort of dumb one. They're both yeah, the clever yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah, exactly. Sort exactly. Of, he's yeah. the comedic value so in the step back yeah. in that. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. And in number two, it's him and Hope. It's is that name Hope? Yeah, him yeah. and Hope, and yeah, they're, they're and a duo. Ghost character. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't say she leads the film, but. Him and Hope, they they bounce off of each other, don't they? Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I think you. Might, I might agree with that. Them, just quickly, just so we can set it straight. Did you did you like Ant Man One or Two? Yeah, I love Ant Man One too. I like that one. Do you rate it from what I can remember? Of it. I watched Ant Man One before we saw this film. Did you? And it was a lot better than I. And and I think what I liked so much about Ant Man One and they did a lot more Ant stuff. And like a lot more shrinks well, down yeah, stuff. Well, we haven't spoken about that yet, have we? Well, uh, Michael, that's yeah, what... Michael Douglas in this one. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but that's the spoiler, so I don't know. Do we need to? I mean, do we not need to? No, I don't think we need to. I mean, unless you yeah, feel like it's necessary. Yeah, they're pretty big part, aren't they? Bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let me just finish. Before. In number one, I think they they explored like the shrinking down a lot more. And then as soon as in Civil War he went big, oh. that's all they seemed to do was he went big. He went big in Infinity War. Yeah, you feel like, like in well, whenever stuff's going bad, he just like, went big. He'll and get bigger was, than yeah, he's yeah, ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that kind of solved the issue. Yeah. But I think in this one, it kind of went back to like the shrinking size of it. I'm not towards. I I I I really. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm you completely hmm. wrong. Towards the end. Towards the end, he he just kind of oh, goes big to solve the situation yeah. again. We're getting spoiler but... He does, he does. At the end, he goes big, doesn't he, to solve the day? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's part of his powers, isn't it? I know, but what made the first film so good was that, you know, the shrinking and, like, the the, the action in the shrink-down bits. Mm. And they did do that a bit in, like... You want it more on the character's intuition, not just their powers. Yeah, of course. Like Iron Man Man says, he's nothing without the suit. So what's what's Paul Mm. Rudd without the suit? Iron Man, he's nothing without the suit. (laughs) He's an idiot, isn't (laughs) he? But he is... does become something without the suit. Exactly. exactly. Whereas that man, he doesn't really for me. And yeah, I mean, like it's it's this is I I generally think he struggles as a main character, and it's 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 tough to sort of see him attempt to be one. Like he he he's very natural at the impulsive comedy, like, and we all love that for yeah. it. Um, and I just I just. But is this Paul Rudd's fault or is this Marvel's fault? Well, cast him, cast him I as... think it's no, but he's Marvel's great as Ant Man, and even yeah. in like Civil War and stuff, he's a great comedic like yeah. sprinkle that in. Like, so for is this Marvel's fault? Do we need a third film? And this film as well is the start of Phase Five. Yeah, isn't it? it didn't for yeah. me. It wasn't like a bang. Right, this is, is Phase it Five. Will be the start of Phase Five. 
Yeah, this is the phase. Should we judge it as, well, this is starting phase five. This should be a quality film. Should we judge it like that? Or do we judge it like Iron Man was? What's starting phase four? Ah, oh, it's just so bad. See, the fact that we can't remember pretty much shows that. Do they want yeah, us? Have course, they put yeah. it here at the start just to sort of get out of the way? Yeah. And. Phase four? What's the phase four? Spider Man. Spider Man at home. Yeah. That was only like four films ago, wasn't it? Nah, it's more than that. You think no. you, you've. Which Spider Man? What, the, the, the original Double Hunt? No, it was the one oh, with yeah. Mysterio. Well, the one Mysterio? Yeah, the one with Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That started phase four. Because it was just after Endgame. Oh. And then that started, and he yeah. lost Iron Man, and that, and then he was coming to terms with losing yeah. Iron Man, and that's what kicked started right. Phase Four. And obviously, yes. we've had a lot yeah. more TV series in Phase Four, which is built up mm. Phase Four. Yeah, but I think we've kind of got to circle back to you know what we think. Well, unless you want to go into, I think Michelle Pfeiffer. When you go into it, don't judge it against any of what else has come before it. But I think that's which what we're hard saying. to do. Yeah, but that's what you got to do. Are, are, are we saying just treat it as the separate group of Ammon 1, Ammon 2, Ammon 3? Yes. Because because if you group it with all the at rest and trying to make sense of it all, it feels like it's... it's a yeah, down, like, yeah. okay, so for me, one of the top model films is Winter Soldier, and the writing in that, I think, is incredible. Mm. And, you know, would I if I compared it to that, no, it's like a three or a four. But on its own, on a, on a you know, Friday night, going to watch a film to take you out of all the other you know, bullshit in the world... Did I enjoy myself? Yeah, totally, I did. I really yeah, enjoyed myself. I mean, I, I did. I did. I mean, I... You're I mean, quite cynical, Chris. Yeah, I do find it hard to enjoy myself. <laughs> it, was very, it was very hard that I didn't have my watch on me, which did annoy me a lot. But yeah, I was taken out of the film a couple of times. didn't completely grip me. Did I enjoy it as a film? Yeah, I guess. What was your favourite moment? Would I go watch it again? No. Can you can you name the favorite moment of it? Favorite moment. I know I know the one thing you hated. Probably about. when that other person came in. Another Which old person? another old actor. In that whole scene. Really? Oh, yeah. You hated that bit. No, that's my favorite. Oh, your favorite. favorite? Sorry, yeah. I've got my. Yeah. That was an awesome introduction. That's, yeah, that's it. Honestly. Should we just do? Did we know he was coming in? I I knew he was coming. Should we just do quickly spoilers? Let's just wrap up and say, no, okay. Let's think what we don't need to spoil, just, like, go for, like, spoil what you think heavy. of the film. So for me, that's what I thought of the film. Don't judge it on everything else that's been. Just judge it on Ant-Man, the Ant-Man films. Maybe Loki, because that ties into it. But then you're judging it against Loki, which was amazing. But I don't think you should go in judging it against anyone. You wouldn't judge it as the whole, the because, whole yeah, you can. Sorry, because of Kang. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. But I wouldn't judge it against anything. I just think if you go in with your mind open and you're going just to watch a film... And understand that obviously it is going to connect to other MCU films, mm. but you know just go and watch it in as a solid film. The story works. It, it introduces Kang. Well, it doesn't introduce Kang. It reiterates Kang's power mm. and yeah. dominance. And I think he was a great. I think he stole the show for me. As as and in a way, he's no, no, I'm not being biased, but yeah, I think he is yeah. supposed to because they're, into, they're, they're he's obviously the certain numbers the big bad, and I think they're obviously. Yeah, you know, he's meant to still show because, you know, he's going to be in a lot more films and, you know, you see that with the post-credit scenes, which we haven't spoken about yet, but we'll come on to that just quickly. <laughs> okay, did you, like, did you like the post-credit scenes? Yes, but again, if you judge it on the other films, you're going to be disappointed because it hasn't, well, I can't say what it hasn't done, because it hasn't done something. What? Um, well, we can edit this out, but it hasn't introduced... Another character, was it? 
No, it has. Like other films. It has, it has indeed. Yeah, but... No, it has. Okay, you can say it's introduced thousands of other characters. Yeah. But we knew that was coming, no? No, I didn't know that. did. Well, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy and me, you've got Marvel's, we haven't seen yeah, any of them. The whole thing was about time, the whole, the whole film was about time and there's different, there's different timelines. You knew, I knew when he said he was exiled, who do you think he was exiled by, Ken? Well, obviously I understood that, Christopher. Yeah, so but you, know, you know there's What I'm saying is, I didn't know they were going to show that. Yeah, but I didn't know they were going to show that. Yeah, but that isn't a new character, I'm talking about a wild new character like... Harry Styles came. But why do they need to do that? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. The only thing you kept saying, Chris, was you kept saying, oh, Wilson's going to be there. Oh, Wilson's going to be there. Oh, going to be there. And then... Oh, this is uh, And he was. And he was. <laughs> and he was, yeah. But the thing, like, I mean, I, I was sort of darting around the idea that Harry Styles was going to be he there. He thought he was. Because... I also thought that... Um, they like doing something a bit funny. And um, he has been introduced. And I thought maybe it might have been another... Another little I thought they'd meet. I thought Ant-Man, it was the surprise was that Ant-Man wasn't in the post-credit scenes as well. Yeah, but and that's why I'm saying that's why I brought it up because they, they introduce him. They, they introduce Kang. <laughs> <laughs> they introduce Kang and and you know the two you know uh, we've done spoilers now, but mm. the two post-credit Just scenes, the two post-credit scenes introduce uh, more Kangs. Mm. And, and that was incredible and I I was like I didn't think though I know what he's saying yeah, obviously is obviously he got exiled by his own client like his own people um, yeah himself but I, I didn't know they were going to show the other versions of himself mm. do you think I mean like we've done spoilers so we can absolutely uh, talk about what, what we've so got on. what we've got right is that the thing is with with the start of the post credit scene number two Right. Uh, I think I've got this right. No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. Post screen scene number one is that the first little bit was three Kangs. And are they three special Kangs? Are they like the dominant? No, no, no. I just think they were the three in that timeline. One of them was the one in that timeline. He invited those two. There was one. No, there was no time. They're out of time in that period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They open open a window and they see all the timelines. They're in the void. And all that happened was he basically was there, one of them, and he said the other two just walked in and was Actually, like, "It happened to be those three, yeah." Yeah, it just happened to be the yeah, three. And he said, "Oh, you, who? Oh, no, you, oh, you, the guy." And, you know, no, but surely, surely, they, them three are specific characters. They wouldn't just do that. They are in the comics. He's uh, it's one, like a Tutankhamun version of himself. He's like Ramad Tut or something, right? And he's like a version of Kang who travels back in time. And becomes like a thorough in Egypt. Yeah. There was another one in there who was from. Oh, I can't even remember now. But there was a cybernetic version of himself as well. Oh, cybernetic! Yeah. I I only remember the Egyptian one, and yeah, the other one too. looking like a magician or something. Um, and and then and then he said to him, "Oh, how many have you invited? Like, how many of ourselves oh, have you yeah. invited?" And he said, "All of them." Oh. But I'm confused. I'm I was totally confused by that scene. I liked it, but I was baffled by it because they open a window. As everyone knows, and they look out to the timelines and they say, "Oh, they're starting to touch the multiverse." Yeah. And I was kind of confused, like, "Who are they talking about? Are they talking about?" Because in the Loki TV series, he explains <clears throat> that there was a multiverse war between themselves, and they all kind of fell out with each other and wanted to kill each other because, you know, the they all wanted to be the best. But if, he, yeah. if but if they then now aligned to kick him out and exile him, mm-hmm. that's the yeah, that was the big thing for that. Why did they exile him? What did he yes, do he so got bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they were all scared of him. But also, how did they exile him? How do you exile one of your own? How did they 
Well, she said that they broke his machine, didn't they? And they sent him in his machine and, like, malfunctioned. Mm. But it's like, what did he do so bad that the rest of them... Like, he's obviously what, a conqueror. What I really hope for a Kang independent film and sort of seeing his you won't situation. Get that. You won't well, that's get what it. I want, though. No, well, but he's going to be in many films. You'll learn that, won't you? Through you're going to learn more through Loki season two. You're going to yeah. learn through. He's probably going to be littered throughout a couple more films. And in Kang Dynasty, which is coming out like 2025, mm-hmm. that will be the final. Yeah. That will be the Kang film. If they follow the Thanos story, he's got to be in all the post credit scenes. Really no, he's not. He's not going to. He's not going to be. He's not going to be. Could be. But I was surprised Adam Warlock didn't have a good appearance in the post credit scene. No, I, I, I'm not I surprised think, that. that. Yeah, Kang. We knew there were multiple timelines on TV from Loki, Loki season one. That's what it was. Mate, I knew that. I knew that. I know that bit. I'm just saying, like, who are they afraid of now? They're afraid of the Avengers. Are they just going to kill the Did Avengers? Did the TVA exile him? Did oh, they work uh, with all the uh, other Kangs uh, to exile him uh, uh, to get him outside no, time? Because how was, would they know? The TVA was created by Kang. But how would the Kangs know? Oh, no, by he who remains. Yeah, who's Kang? Who was the, the last Kang. version of Kang? The last he who remains of the Kangs. Anyway, I'm going to sum up. I don't think it's as So good. is he, hold on. So is that he who remains Kang? He's presumably in that crowd. Who? Well, this is what I don't understand because they're out of time. And Kang, when he got killed by Sylvie, said, we'll meet again. Because all he explained was this happens over and over again. That the timeline is just, he'll die. Loop, yeah. There'll be loads more Kangs. They'll yeah. fight again in a multiverse war. And then he'll be at the end of time again. Mm. So does that now mean that he's now, like you said, in that group of people? Mm. Is that going to be explored in more in Loki season two? Are they going to find that version of Kang and he's going to help them stop him? Self release him somehow. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of at a loss as to where the MCU is going to go from here. I think for me, to sum up. I I think it's a good film. I enjoyed it. It's, if if I'm not going to compare, I enjoyed it. I there were some honestly, iffy bits. You just like Marvel in general, and you want a, a good friendly film. I guess it. Of it, uh, the majority like Paul Rudd. I don't really know anyone who doesn't. Like so, it. so just go watch it. Yeah, I, I, I recommend go watch it. Um, and I think it's essential viewing for any Marvel fans out there. It's essential viewing for the future of the MCU. Mm. Mm. No, you, if you say no, <laughs> you're an idiot. I because... still think you could just watch Loki. No, but this is yeah, a different no. version of Kang. Yeah, I know, but... If you went and watched another film now and he was in there and he was menacing, you'd be like, well, was he different to the Loki and if you two? watch, if you took Ant-Man out and you just watched Loki 1 and then Loki, Loki series 2... Yeah, but we don't know what's going to happen in Loki season 2, so you can't say that. He's in it. He's in it. We've the best credit comes out, Go back to me and you'll agree. But we'll review it, but... I just uh, just summarise. Okay, so let's go around the table. I would say go watch it. It's essential movie, uh, movie viewing, movie viewing yeah, for the I've MCU. Done my summary, just... And I think there were some iffy bits, but overall, I had a really good time. What were you through? Go watch it. Yep, Chris. Yeah, watch it, but just like in life, prepare for disappointment. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the, the whole point of our podcast is it's too much content, and there is too much content out there. So would you spend your time, the two hours that you spend on the film? See, it's hard to avoid because it's a Marvel film. It's hard to separate it from all the other Marvel films. It's a Marvel film, you're going to watch it because you want to stay up to date with the whole whole canon. So that's what I'm saying. So if you're a Marvel movie watcher and you're into the MCU, it's essential. It's essential Marvel. Keep up to date. 
central viewing. Yeah, but that's the only reason you're watching it, then. You're not watching it for the actual no, part no. of the film. Well, yes, just but Paul Rudd is fun. Which is why I'm watching it, in a way. Now looking back on it, yes, I'm glad I watched it, but am I, am I glad that I've watched it because of what happened? No, I'm just... So you wouldn't spend your time to watch it? I watched it because... I've kept on, yeah, I'm up to date, like I said. I'm glad I spent two and a half hours watching it. Are you sure? Yeah. Would I rather watch one of the other films that we're going to come on to in this time? Highly likely. What did you say? What? Would I watch one of the other films that we're going to speak about instead of this one? Yes. Okay. But that's only because I've watched the film and I know what happens in that. So, yeah, it's the whole 22 thing. I mean, you, you... Before the film, you were begging to watch it. You were like, I, I need wasn't. to go see it. I need to know what happens to Kate. He booked it about two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was gagging. <laughs> I saw Jonathan Majors and I was like, no, I've yeah. got to get it straight in. <laughs>